It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, February 3rd, 2023, and today on the show, we are looking at defensive prospect standouts from the 2023 Senior Bowl who might help the Dolphins' defense transform under new D.C. Vic Fangio. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. If you're unfamiliar with the show, welcome to the party. It's great to have you. I'm Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com, and that detail's especially relevant this week because I'm down in Mobile, Alabama for the 2023 Senior Bowl. We had three days of practices the past three days. We have the game tomorrow, which is probably the highlight of the week for me is the game, but the the meat and the potatoes of the evaluation of, of the Senior Bowl for the NFL teams is the practices to see how they take NFL coaching, uh, to put them in uncomfortable situations as compared to an exhibition setting. It, it's this really fascinating uh, kind of hurdle in, in the pre-draft process for these, these players. And we've been down here, I've been coming down here for a while and had a chance to uh, partake in, in observing all three practices with the team at the Draft Network. Uh, got a chance to talk to a number of these players, kind of get to uh, know them a little bit personally. And uh, there are a number of prospects down here for the Dolphins. People think about the Dolphins in the draft, and they say, oh, well, oh, they drafted Channing Tindall and Eric Ezukama with their first two picks last year in the third and fourth round, and they didn't dress all season, and they don't have a first-round pick again this year. Like For a while there, Dolphins fans were really conditioned to be pumped for the draft, and now it feels like the momentum and all the wind has been taken out of those sails. But as the Dolphins look to sustain momentum of being one of only four teams in the AFC to have uh, be in the top 10 in, in wins over the last three seasons in the entire NFL, but also have three winning seasons across that stretch of time, you're going to have to continue to have success with the draft. Not just, oh, well, who did you pick with your first round pick, but your third, second, third, and fourth round selections become very vital to the Dolphins being able to restock the pond, if you will, and have talent that is balanced in all position groups that is coming up and you might have to make a financial decision to let a player go, but you have a player that you drafted like a Channing Tindall who's waiting in the wings who can then take that role over and potentially improve it from the player who was there previously. So this draft process for the Dolphins, uh, I think, is an important one. They do have three top 100 picks. This is a draft where I would rather have more picks in the middle 
especially early on day three, which is fourth round, and on day two, as compared to a bunch of early picks that are all smashed into the top 40 picks. I just think the value of the prospects, um, when you look at it across the, the range of outcomes and the recent history of the NFL draft, that's where the value lies for this, this NFL draft. So I, I think the Dolphins do have some opportunities here. And I wanted to talk about defensive prospects who stood out to me this week as potential fits for the Dolphins with the acknowledgement that these players are players that are probably going to have to be drafted on day two of the draft because the Dolphins aren't scheduled to have a first-round pick. And I can't imagine that there is any player who is in the wings in this roster that's ready to be moved on from that would net the Dolphins that kind of draft capital that would get them back into the first round unless they traded future picks or a bunch of their middle-round picks to get into the very tail end kind of back where they were originally scheduled to pick with that pick from 29, which has now been through one heck of a gauntlet. Because if you think about it, it was San Francisco's pick, and then it was Miami's pick, and then it was Denver's pick. Well, Denver just traded it to New Orleans for Sean Payton. So this this thing's bounced around an eighth of the league already, and uh, we still got three months to go. Who knows? It might exchange hands a couple more times as well. But let's dive into some senior bowl prospects uh, defensively who I think are really good fits for the Miami Dolphins as potential day two targets. And I'll start with the defensive backfield because that's where everybody's mind goes with the Byron Jones injury. Uh, Brandon Jones is coming back from an injury. So you're going to need more depth at corner. Eric Rose, an expiring contract. You're probably going to need a reliable third safety. The good news is I got some names for you. I'm going to start with the American team and I'm going to start with uh, Julius Brents cornerback Kansas State this is a big long physical player he can play press but he can also play in deep third and play zone coverage um, and he really crowds the catch point if you ask me of all the defensive backs that were down here this week who had the biggest personality and impact um, who was mentally wired like a cover one press man in-your-face corner, Julius Brents is that guy for me. And the fact that, that this is a player who uh, only really spiked his momentum as a prospect in the Big 12 championship game against Quentin Johnston, who everybody's getting ready to sign up to be a top-20 pick, and he, he snatches his soul for por good portions of the game, kind of put him on the radar. So Ju Julius Brents is someone who that would have to be that pick at 51 if it were to work out he would have to fall into your lap. Now, the good news is the corner class is deep, and I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I would acknowledge another defensive back, uh, from this one from the state of Florida, Jamie Robinson, safety. Uh, he is one of two safety types that is here this weekend that is really, really um, versatile, impressive in coverage, Physical, dense, like well-built, they appear capable of playing in the box. So Jamie Robinson from Florida State being one, and the other one is on the national team, that being Sidney Brown of Illinois. Sidney Brown is the brother of running back Chase Brown from Illinois, who we've spent some good time talking up throughout the course of this week. Uh, and, and Sidney Brown, in, in my mind, was the, the best player at practice for the national team across all three days so both of those guys they're not super tall they're not super long 
but they are quick-footed, they are physical, they are strikers, they are well-built for their statures, and they would be players who, if they had to play a safety position in the NFL, you really feel like they could play on the back end, play in the slot, or play in the box. And that's exactly what I think Miami needs to complement Javon Holland, even though Javon is a taller, longer player, but also complement Brandon Jones. There are plenty of additional prospects that have popped. We're going to talk about them, but not before we talk about our friends. Over at LinkedIn Jobs, LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract the candidates you want to talk to for opening jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. And they make sure that you can connect with those candidates fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as far as other corners, I, I think there's a number of, of day two corners, early day three corners that you could acknowledge here. Uh, Darius Rush from South Carolina has been one of the most dynamic players. Uh, he was at 21.6 miles per hour on the GPS tracking. Uh, he was pretty competitive in the one-on-ones. I certainly think he outperformed his his film. Uh, and anytime you get a player like that, you do have to kind of try and reconcile what the tape showed you versus what, what player you got at this All-Star event and ask yourself what was different about the environment that allowed that player to perform differently. I think Tyreek Stevenson, corner from Miami, uh, big height, weight, speed guy. He's not the loosest guy. He could play in your face. Uh, I don't love him as much in off coverage uh, just because I don't think transitional quickness is a natural strength with his build. And there's some of these other guys that, that just kind of have a little bit more twitch when it comes time to putting your foot in the ground like a Brents or like a Darius Rush. Uh, but Stevenson uh, certainly helped himself this week with his ability to play coverage, play in the face of guys, and disrupt them and bump them off their landmarks. Uh, and then Quan Martin, Jartavius Martin, uh, kind of a safety nickel corner. He's done all three throughout the course of his career at Illinois. So, yes, another Illinois DB pounding the table for one of those. Uh, Martin is someone that I would love to see the Dolphins land in the middle rounds as well because this is one of the best tackling DBs in the class. Uh, he's about six foot, he's about 200 pounds, he runs well, he's a really rocked up dude, he's another one of those guys who looks like he is built to survive playing in the box, but he's longer than the other safety types that we talked about. Uh, so 
Quan Martin is a name to put a star next to as well as somebody who I think could be a viable nickel. And that's the world that you live in if you've decided that Cater Kohu, who is capable of doing all of these things as well, is going to be your other outside corner. So I think Miami has the flexibility and the luxury, if you will, with Cater Kohu to say, okay, we could play you outside, and then we need a nickel, which is a more devalued position. Or if we get the perfect situation for a player who falls to us to play outside corner, then we'll leave Cater in the slot, which quite frankly I think is where he can really shine the most, even though he he did a really nice job for the Dolphins in fulfilling any number of needs that the Dolphins needed him to throughout the course of this past season. But, but let's look beyond the box, okay? Let's look at the linebacker group. There are some names here who have my interest, starting with the national team. Cam Jones from Indiana is a, a standout player who is a stack linebacker. He had a big breakout. Uh, in the early portions of 2022, he had a foot injury that cost him the, the last seven and a half games on Indiana's schedule. Uh, but this is like a three-time captain. He's a super high character, super culture guy. Uh, and he really flew around out here this week and looked like a reinvigorated version of himself being back doing competitive football stuff. So that that's a player for me that I'm really kind of fascinated by because I do think there's some developmental upside. The challenge for the Dolphins is drafting developmental upside types puts you into a different stratosphere of the draft than I think what is critical for the team to be able to have their hits with, right? Because rounds two, three, and four, those are players you are hoping you can draft this year to have a tangible impact on your roster in 2023. So while Cam Jones is a player who I think in the right in, right position in the draft would be too good of a, an opportunity to draft, I don't necessarily think he's someone because his 2021 tape is a player who had transitioned and kind of gradually worked his way into playing linebacker. You think about uh, Channing Tindall and experience being a question that prevented him from playing early on, and I'm not just going to put Cam Jones and Channing Tindall in the same box and go one for one. But that's a case study of a player who Channing didn't play a ton. Well, Cam has played, but he has only kind of gradually worked his way into playing a stack linebacker uh, and being the man in the middle, which I think is the number one thing that the Dolphins uh, need to attack. So that's a player who had a nice week. I, I don't know that the fit is right in the middle rounds, but is a player I would love for the Dolphins to find a way to get their hands on. The other one being Dion Henley, linebacker from Washington State. So Travis Wingfield, wherever you are, I hope your ears are ringing. Eat your heart out. We got a Coug here. Uh, Washington State, Dion Henley, former wide receiver in high school and became a safety at Nevada and transferred from Nevada to Washington State and played linebacker. Uh, he transitioned to, to linebackers last year at Nevada. He's another player who I don't know that the fit makes a ton of sense as far as like right place, right time versus value. But he's a really, really interesting story. He's a really, really good kid. Um, he's worked really hard, and you can you can see it in his frame and the preparation that he brings. And he can move. Like former wide receiver safety, you know, you, you think about linebackers that can move and play in space, and, and that's kind of the antithesis of what 
the majority of the Dolphins linebackers the last couple of years has been because the, the, the Dolphins defense has been, well, we're going to lock you up with athletes on the outside and then we're going to load up the box and we're going to play gap control up front and the linebackers got to fill downhill and tackle, right? Well, yeah, that's cool. But what happens when those guys who got to play downhill and tackle are the ones that are getting isolated against a three-strong wide receiver or trying to cover tight ends vertically up the seam or trying to cover running backs on option routes out of the backfield? They get cooked, and that's what the Dolphins have experienced uh, for the better part of the last couple of seasons. So having linebackers who are a little bit more diverse, one thing that is a consistent theme for the Fangio defense is light boxes. So you've got to have math changers in the box whether that's guys who can play their run fits and then still get down into coverage and have success, whether that's a big-time nose tackle. We saw the Eagles take Jordan Davis with the 13th overall pick, and the, the, the role that he is filling is very, very defined, and it's not a lot of snaps. But the value of what it does in certain down-and-distance situations to allow the Eagles to fit the run correctly but still have light box counts and have their athletes get out in the space, that's the value. And that's a different discussion for a different day. But uh, that's the value of these athletic linebackers that I'm referencing here. I just don't know that they're ready to help you today. And that makes them players that you kind of, um, you're excited about, but you also understand they're, they're probably not the, utopian scenario for the kind of player that you're going to end up hauling on, on round three and round four. We have another linebacker and just a couple pass rush names to, to acknowledge. But before we do, do me a favor, go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Hope not taxes sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes off into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax full-service products. Only video meeting required while expert does your taxes. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get a linebacker. I got one more. This was a player who popped on uh, Wednesday's practice. If you watch the college football playoff, you probably recognize this name. It's D. Winters from TCU. Uh, D. Winters from TCU. His senior bowl week was fun because he had an interception that he ran back for a touchdown in practice. That was the exact. It was the exact same play as the play that he scored a touchdown against the Michigan Wolverines, the college football semifinal. Uh, this is a high football IQ individual. He's very instinctual. He's not the longest. He's not the rangiest like some of these other guys that we mentioned. 
Uh, but he is a player who I think is certainly going to be on the board in the strike zone for the Dolphins for se- at several junctures throughout the draft with its picks the Dolphins are scheduled to have. Um, and he's used to playing in light boxes. TCU played a 3-3-5 stack defense that put six defenders in the box. And D. Winters lived in that world as a Mike linebacker and had a lot of success. Now, the NFL game is going to be different than the Big 12 experiences that he's going to have. But regardless, I, I think that's... Um, that's a player who I think has some overlap and with his football IQ and physicality, and, and he's made some plays in coverage. I, I think he'd be an appealing option for the Dolphins in the middle rounds. We're going to go rapid fire on the defensive lineman just because, you know, Miami has so much depth up front, but there were some players that popped um, th- that I think Miami could benefit from adding to their ranks. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, I will start with the national team, because I think they actually have the vast majority of the names that I wanted to acknowledge in this this segment. Uh, Gerard Clark, Coastal Carolina, nose tackle type. The Dolphins need to find this player. I don't, I don't know that Clark is a starter, and I certainly don't think he's going to push uh, Raekwon Davis, but Gerard Clark could be your John Jenkins replacement. Nesta Jade Silvera, you want to get somebody who gives you Christian Wilkins vibes at times. Nesta Silvera, former Miami Hurricane, right? So he's familiar with the area. A lot of Canes fans probably recognize the name. Um, Quick first step, condensed frame, low to the ground. He's not as big as Christian, uh, but he's a big jovial personality. He's he's always laughing and having fun. He's talking smack to the offense pretty much nonstop. Uh, I loved his fire, his competitiveness, and the first step quickness was really popped for him as well. Uh, Tommy Adabore from Northwestern. This is a defensive end, defensive tackle hybrid type player. A really fascinating build. He's kind of he's low, but he's long, and he's had some really good power rushes throughout the course of this week. And then Keanu Benton. If you do want to push Raekwon Davis, I think Keanu Benton is the name that could do it. Now the challenge for for Miami is Benton's probably going to come off the board in the same rage that Raekwon Davis did in the actual draft. And if you remember, that was uh, mid-50s. So from Keanu Benton's perspective, that's a player you might get one chance at. And I think with the other needs that the Dolphins have, I don't don't think an upgrade over Raekwon Davis is, is the best use of that pick. So we would have to see if the board fell or something gets weird or whatever else. So it's really going to, to be a, exhausting couple of months of option A, option B, option C, and seeing what the waterfall effect looks like and and how one decision flows into a bunch of other decisions. But that is literally what the draft process and and preparations and the offseason is all about, is exploring your opportunities and finding out what decisions have what ramifications and what other opportunity costs you have. And that is what we are going to have coming your way all season long this spring and winter so plan accordingly hit subscribe here on the show kyle krabs make sure you keep it locked in right here on locked on dolphins your team every day fins up enjoy your weekend and i will talk with you all again on monday hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.